So tell me if this sounds like you. Every quarter, you look at your 401k balance and you only wonder, is this going to be enough? Am I at least getting close to retirement? Or maybe you even took a little extra initiative and you Googled, how much do I need to retire? Only to find a different answer at every different website or different article. It's loaded with confusing words and tons of ads. And if you're like many of the people I've talked to, every time you try to think about retirement, you just get overwhelmed, confused, and you end up wanting to pour a drink. And you might feel like you're lost trying to figure out retirement and you just wish there was some sort of map. Well, guess what? I created one. It's called Your Early Retirement Map and it's a simple four-part checklist to get you retired ASAP. That's right, retired as soon as possible. I wanted to clear the confusion around retiring and design a formula that you can follow without getting overwhelmed with anxiety. All you have to do is check the boxes on the checklist. And here's the best part. It's completely free. If you follow the link in the show notes and give us your name and your email address, we'll send you the PDF right now. If you go to fikeadvisors.com backslash your early retirement map, or you click the link below, we'll send it to you for free. No strings attached. You get it in your inbox right away. So if you're tired of all the confusion surrounding your retirement, then you need to go to fikeadvisors.com backslash your early retirement map and get your checklist right now. It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike and with me I have my trusty co-host, Brad Fike. You waiting for a comment from I, me? We need something. Uh, it's a, a new year, new you. What do we got from you? I'm sticking with the AKA Financial Yo Guy. Oh, also known as Financial Yo Guy on LinkedIn. He is something. I am something else. LinkedIn doesn't even want to acknowledge me anymore. Well, welcome to 2021. Brad, it is just so different. A week ago, we were in the worst year in history. I don't even know if that's true, but it may, the media would make you seem like it is. No, 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 no. 2020 is behind us. We're on to greener and brighter futures, brighter and green. Is that even, is that how you would say that? The green light's on now. Since January 1, the green light is on and the red light is gone. Yep. We're raging forward. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be the best year ever, we hope. And COVID is gone immediately January 1, over. I I don't think that's true. California would disagree with you. I think I've seen it's basically falling apart at the seams out there. Well, and I don't want to comment on that, but you know, you think about it is that it's supposed to be the great year, but yet the market's down since January 1. I haven't looked Wait, at it today yet. No, bad stuff happened in 2020. We can't have bad stuff happen already in 2021. Okay. Well, it's market's going to go back up someday. That's true. That's, well, I can't say for sure it's going to be true because I don't know the future, but that's what's always happened in the past. I'm pretty sure it'll go back up. I just don't know when and how much. And if you did know, you would definitely tell our podcast listeners, right? So we can all get rich together. If I knew exactly what I know today, one year ago, I'd be on an island sipping umbrella drinks right now. You would have bought an ungodly amount of Tesla and Bitcoin and you would be retired and living the dream. Done. Calling it a day. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, welcome to our show. We're glad to have you for the first podcast of 2021 with us. We're starting off with a fun series. Um, This is going to be a three-week series. What we are doing is we are doing the Retire ASAP Quick Guide. So these are three things, three episodes that you can practically put into your life today to jumpstart your retirement. So a lot of this stuff that we're going to be talking about is stuff that we run through with our clients at Fike Advisors. And so I want to throw this disclaimer out there just to start things off. We are financial advisors, but on this podcast, we are not your financial advisors. So don't take our advice. What we're talking about here in this episode and all of our other episodes is just educational hints and tricks and tips of things that we've learned along the way. But we don't know you personally, and maybe we do know you personally, but when we're talking about this stuff here on the podcast, we are not talking about your personal situation. So you need to consult a financial professional or a tax professional or an attorney. You need to have these conversations with someone that you know and someone that knows your situation before you take anybody's advice. So with that disclaimer out of the way, I want to talk a little bit about how we normally start the process off with our clients, and that is we take an inventory of what they have. So tell me a little bit about how you do that with with our clients here, Brad. Well, I usually uh, ask them what they have, and they usually go, well, I get two answers. One, they know what they have in very good detail, and or they don't have much, and they know what they have, (laughs) or they don't have a clue if they have a lot of different stuff. You know, and I've, I've said this many times, you go through life. And whatever's hot at the moment. So if CD interest rates are up, I'll put, you know, five grand in a CD, 10 grand in a CD. I might have a couple CDs. I might have something in an annuity. I might have a a 401k from an old, I might have two or three 401ks from old employers, but I just, life's too busy for me to pay attention to it. So you go through life and you pick up all these little accounts, like going through the grocery store and just grabbing stuff because it's, you know, at the moment. And then all of a sudden you find yourself at 55 years old and you go, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, you do, you have no idea what you even have. I've had clients come in here and whether it's they have taken over the estate of a parent who's passed away or it's their own finances and they go and they go, how did all this stuff even get here? I don't even know until something comes in the mail. I don't even know what I have. And you can ask me, say, so what's your net worth? And that's always a fun term because we'll describe that here in a little bit. But you ask them, so what's your net worth? And they kind of look at you with glazed eyes like, I have no clue off the top of my head. And not that you should have to know exactly what your net worth is at all times, but you should have a general idea of, well, I have these accounts here and I have these debts over here. And when we add them up and subtract everything and do everything we need to do, it comes out to something close to this number. That should be a pretty normal thing. But I find more often than not, like you say, well, they have five grand in Ford stock and they have a little bit in this CD and then they have this old 401k from somebody they worked for 15 or 20 years ago. They just left it sit there and then they have their new 401k and some of it might be Roth money and some of it might be regular 401k money. We just don't know what the tax, it's really a mess. I think that's the best way to put it for most people. Yeah. And uh, many conversations, why do we, why do we do planning? Do you know the answer? Why do we do planning? I feel like this is a loaded question. So I'm going to answer it with my best answer, but it's probably wrong. We do planning because people are lost. They need help. Okay. Well, that's that's a good start. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pass the test, so maybe guys. I should define it a little differently. Why do we want to do an inventory? Mm. Because you want to answer that? No. Okay. no. I'm interested in your answer. Well, I think we do an inventory because we want to know what you have so that we can help you organize and make a plan and find purpose for your money. Planning is finding purpose, not only for your life, but for your life requires a purpose for all your money. How do I 
repurpose that money for my life, right? Right, exactly. We talked about this a few episodes ago about giving meaning and purpose to your retirement and having a reason for all this money instead of the reason being accumulating all these funds so you can hurry up and get to retirement, actually thinking about what am I going to use this for? What is the purpose of all this exactly? And how would you have a purpose for anything if you don't even know what you have? Exactly. I mean, you know, do you go to the grocery store with a purpose? If you're like me, a guy, we just go in and start grabbing stuff. My wife, who has the list, is in and out of there in 15 minutes. Me, I can be in there a half hour just wandering around checking stuff out. That's right. And, and honestly, even if I have the list, I spend another 30 or 40 minutes wandering around because I, even though the list says milk, how am I supposed to know where the milk's at in the store? Those signs are so confusing. <laughs> I get it. I, but maybe I'm just a bad grocery shopper. No, no, that's how it is. But in reality, you're right. Organization is key because when we go into a financial plan, and here's here's what many financial advisors are going to tell you, and what a lot of people don't tell their financial advisors is that we need to know everything. Not because we're greedy and we want to get our hands on everything and we want to charge you fees on everything that you have, which some advisors maybe do that and some clients have that fear. But really, I want to know everything our clients have, whether it's in something that I manage as an advisor or somebody else manages. I want to know what you have and where so that I can take that into consideration in the overall plan. You know, If you have a life insurance policy with a life agent, we can do insurance in our office, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to try to convince you to get rid of that life policy to buy one from me. What I need to know is, do you have life insurance so I know if your financial plan is in order for you know your estate planning side of things, the legacy planning? Those things are, are so important to know as an advisor so that we can give you a full picture plan, not just an idea of, oh, you can do this with this amount of money. The rest of it you can figure out on your own. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, if you're, if you're just looking at pieces and parts, then you don't really have a true purpose for all of it. So you have to have a true purpose for your money. And that, and that's why we do an inventory. The inventory is to gather all the information, right? Mm-hmm. Gather everything that you have asset-wise and liability-wise. We want to know all of it. And it, it is all about trying to whittle it down to make a purpose for your, whether it's not even retirement, you can still be in your working years. Sure. So it's not purpose for retirement, although... That is part of the end game, but it is truly about purpose for your money. Right. And you, you mentioned assets and liabilities, and I think that can be confusing to some people if they're just trying to figure out personal finance for the first time. And so one of the things that we find is that when we have someone come into our office for the, for the first time, is they go through an inventory with us and they start telling us all these things, we end up calculating their net worth. And what your net worth is, it's all that you have, and those are assets, those are the physical things that you have, minus the debts that you owe. So the perfect example of this would be your 401k value plus the value of your house minus the amount on your mortgage would come out to a number that we would call your net worth. And so you have to add together all your assets, you have to add together all your liabilities, and then you have to subtract your liabilities from your assets to get your net worth. And for a lot of people, they don't know. It's not abnormal for someone in their 20s or their 30s to have what you would call a negative net worth. They only have, you know, 20% equity in their house, plus they have a massive student loan and maybe a car loan. It's not abnormal for someone to hit retirement to have a net worth of over $500,000 or a million dollars. But until you know those things, until you've taken an inventory of it all, how could you possibly know what you have? And if you don't understand it, you've never done that. So, right? That's absolutely true. That's that's for sure. So when we find out that people don't know their net worth, it's kind of, that's not 
surprising or concerning. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that people are starting to think about, okay, with these different things in these different places, what makes the most sense? What's the best way to discover purpose? Is it a matter of keeping everything fragmented and in these different places of when I got them? Or is it better to start consolidating things and getting into places that are going to be utilized for, hey, we want to consolidate these accounts because we're going to use this for income uh, over the next few years. Or we want to consolidate these accounts because these are going to be what we leave to our kids and our grandkids as a, as a legacy. And we want to make sure that these are earmarked for this specifically. And until you take that inventory, you're really missing out on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And just remember, inventory isn't necessarily... Uh, all your assets and just liabilities. We want to know incomes. We want to know time frames. I mean, the inventory is an all encapsulating situation. We're right. we're trying to we're trying to capture everything, get a snapshot of where you're at right now, and that helps guide us for the future. Right. There's the tangible and the intangible. Right. The tangible is going to be the money. Where is it at? What accounts? What do you owe? Those types of things. Then there's the intangibles, like your hopes and your dreams and what you really want to accomplish with it. And that's all part of taking an inventory and a financial plan. You're right. right. Now, now, here's what I want to throw to you, um, Brad. I think this is always the part where it becomes a little bit more practical. You go, okay, so I need to take an inventory. I get it. You fikes are telling me to take a fiking inventory. Yes, we know. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that was that was good. I've heard it much worse uses, so that's for sure. <laughs> okay. But you want you want us to take an inventory. So okay, how do I do it? Where do I even start? Have you used anything that you could give to some of our listeners that would help them find a place to take an inventory? Well, we have document guidelines outlines that we use here. Mm-hmm. Same thing for income and monthly budgets. And for the inventory, we have forms that we can hand out and and just helps give you an outline and and some direction that way. But really, it's a matter of gathering up. You know, if you have any kind of an account, you're getting a statement, whether it's annually or monthly or quarterly or whatever. Gather up all your statements. Hopefully, you're keeping those somewhere in one place, even if it's in a stack in a drawer somewhere. But you need to start pulling all that stuff together. And uh, it's just a matter of taking the time. Nobody likes to do a budget. Nobody likes to do an inventory. That's for sure. Well, and and I think it's really interesting because you say it's a little bit more hands-on when we do an inventory in our office because really what we're doing, we're sitting across the table. We're writing down the things that you're saying or the things that you're showing us. We're asking questions. We're interacting with you. That's going to be a little bit more of a a personal approach to it because there's going to be things about your accounts that you don't even know that the uh, as an advisor, we're going to ask you questions about that maybe will lead us into something that, well, you may not have even known that's how this account worked or what we can do with that account and those types of things. But for those of you who are really do-it-yourselfers, there's other options out there. There's plenty of online data aggregators. That's kind of the big fancy term for it. All Did it you is- say alligator? No, no. Alligator is my son. Oh. That's that's his nickname. No, no, and no, no alligators. Aggregators. Okay. Um, but those are simply put, they're just a place where you can input all of your information online in one place, and it spits out updated information. So one of the most popular ones that I know of is Mint.com. That's M-I-N-T.com. It's done by Intuit, which are the same people that make TurboTax. So as you can imagine, it's free to use. It doesn't cost you anything. But they're using that data you're plugging in there to market more tax information, dun, investment dun, information. Dun, dun. Nothing comes for free. If you're not paying a dollar for it, it's because what? they're taking your information and selling Seriously? it. Seriously? I wouldn't <laughs> lie to you here. But Mint.com is a really good tool if you like that because what you do on those online aggregators is you can log into your uh, to your bank accounts through that aggregator and it will update the daily value on there. And those aggregators have huge, huge security walls on those to make sure that your information's safe. 
um, and that it can't get hacked. But the thing is, is that can be really helpful. So say you can log into your investment account on mint.com and you can log into your bank account. And then all you have to do is one time you click, you know, your login to mint.com and there's everything that you have and all of your debts and all of your assets. It's a really easy way to, you know, consolidate all that into one place and be able to talk about it. Now that's not for everybody. That requires a little bit of a do it yourself or mentality and someone who's comfortable with the technology of being able to log into that. But there's also other ones. Mint.com is a popular one. Some advisors offer some closed door ones that only you can access with an advisor. There's lots of different places to do that stuff. But those are some practical ways to actually do the inventory. Either hire someone like an advisor to help you build a financial plan and start with an inventory or do it yourself and find an online place where you can get that stuff together. I mean, it could even be as simple as an Excel sheet. I know a few people that really love to calculate their net worth, which probably isn't a healthy thing mentally or personally, but they love to calculate so much that they've created their own spreadsheets with their own calculations in it. It's whatever works for you, really. Yeah, I agree. But I think also the human uh, side of it is more important than the online side of it. That might be my bias as an advisor, but as as we go through an inventory, we can have conversation. What'd you say? I said, and as an old person, that might be your bias. <coughs> you like paper and pen over over technology. Oh, well, of course I do. Although I'm sure a lot of our listeners would probably prefer paper and pen. But no, you're right. I agree. Yeah, I, I you know, I, you're going to have that interaction. And we've done how many inventories in our lifetime as advisors, tons of them. And so, you know, you sit there and you can ask questions that would never, isn't going to happen online. So, you know, even though the online is very simple and smooth, but what, how do you know you're not missing something? How do you know you're not looking at a certain angle? Cause you don't have the human brain looking at it. I know Watson, the IBM Watson supposed to be smarter than the human brain, but he doesn't, I don't think that he can look at every angle like the human can. I I'm thinking you're right. I, I read an interesting tweet that that robots and technology are not going to take over the world anytime soon. The one walking robot can't walk on anything but flat ground. So we have nothing to really worry about (laughs) quite yet. I think Watson's the same thing. It's really, really smart in certain situations, but in other situations, it may fall short. So when iRobot comes around, just run uphill. iRobot, yeah. Well, that was good old Will Smith. What a great movie. Well, they can't go uphill, right? I think in the movies they they could. Well, in real life, though, we'll just run up the hill. That's right. And then laugh at them. Yeah, or or, you know, trip them with a stick or something. Oh, I like that. That's even better. You get all figured out. But anyway, you're right. There there is always a fault in technology, and there is some some value to having a experienced advisor or look at these things. I think in tandem, a little bit of technology with uh, with an advisor is helpful. I work with a client who he loves his mint.com login. It's great. And then what he does is when we do our annual review, or a lot of times it's a semi-annual review with him because he's doing a lot of different things. When we review together, we'll go over his mint inventory and I can ask questions based off of that. It's a really simple way to where we don't have to go through a whole pen and paper thing, but it helps me as an advisor understand what he has and he keeps track of that on a regular basis so that it's up to date. That's the other problem with some of the technology is it's not a one and done thing. And this happens with any inventory for sure, but especially with technology is you're going to have to continue to monitor it and make sure things are up to date. And if something gets logged out or a login changes, you're going to have to be a part of that. Same thing. I think you should take an inventory at least once a year. January is a great time to do it. Check your account value. See where everything's at. Put it in a file or whatever it is and make sure that you know where you're at on those types of things. Yeah, And I, you know, to go back to the online thing, I think it's a great way to start for most people that you know, especially a younger crowd who doesn't want to do pen and paper, 
What a great way to start, but I think uh, you, you still need to have some eyes on it besides your own eyes. So with that being said, that kind of wraps up our first conversation. So again, we're in this series, three things you can do today to jumpstart your retirement. It's the Retire ASAP Quick Guide. So starting, you need to take an inventory. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about what your next step would be, which would be analyzing your portfolio. So that means getting into the weeds, which I don't love to do, and we probably won't go too deep into the weeds in the podcast, but we're going to talk about some of the details of how do you actually analyze your own portfolio? How do you know if you're doing good? How do you compare it to other things? Who do you talk to about that stuff? So we'll dive into some of that one. Ooh, and and the big question about portfolios, I forgot this one. What are the fees? Dun, dun, dun. Nobody likes to talk about it. Nobody talks about it. Everybody acts like they aren't there, but they are there and you need to know what they are. So analyzing your portfolio is coming up here in two weeks. So we do this podcast the first and the third Thursday of every month. So check in on us and the Analyze Your Portfolio episode that's coming up. And in the meantime, if you are looking for an advisor, we're taking on new clients here at Fike Advisors. You can go to www.fikeadvisors.com. And on that homepage, there's this nice schedule now button. It's in the top right corner of the page. You can click that. That goes straight to our calendar. You can have a free phone call with Brad or myself, Taylor, and we can talk through what your situation is. Maybe we can see if we can help you. It doesn't cost you anything. It's worth having the conversation. Um, maybe there's something you learn. Maybe there's something that uh, we can help you take your next step in your financial journey. Um, another offer that's out there right now, if you go to that homepage at fikeadvisors.com, we have our free retirement checklist. And so it's called Your Retirement Map, Your Early Retirement Map, excuse me. And you can click on that link and get that for free. It's an ebook. It goes through four major steps along the way as you go through retirement, as you're heading into retirement, a checklist that you need to go through to get there. So check that out. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything there. You click the link, you get it in your email inbox right away. So you can start reading and checking off some of those boxes to see where you're at. So a couple of things that you can do to get a little bit more involved. Otherwise, it was great having you guys this week. We can't wait to have you here in a couple more weeks. Any final thoughts, Brad? No, I say uh, start gathering your stuff up. Let's get an inventory started and call Fike Advisors and let us work you through it. Perfect. And then we can analyze your portfolio as we talk about that in a couple weeks. All right, guys, stay safe out there. We'll talk soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.